0: Welcome to another edition of your Effective Living series. This is your 2023 Starter Pack. It's on City FM and City TV. This week we're focusing on physical preparation for the year. We've spoken about dieting and food. Today we want to look at emerging issues in sexual and reproductive health. And who else do we have but our favorite Ops and Gynae Consultant, Dr. Promise Sefoga. He is a consultant specialist at Shape Healthcare. He's also a senior lecturer at the University of Ghana Medical School, and he is also part of the faculty of the Ghana College of Physicians and Surgeons. Dr. Sefoga, happy new year. Welcome. Yeah, happy new year. Thank you, and great to be back here. You are, you are a big man. <laughs> Today we want to jump straight in, because last year this topic was very, very interesting. So mm-hmm. what are some of the key emerging sexual and productive health concerns?
1: Well, yeah, so um, of late, the, the main ones coming up which are of concern are Increasingly, the issues of um, sexual disorders, mm-hmm. most particularly pain, mm. pain during sex, mm-hmm. which, you know, has a very direct impact on the quality of the sexual experience. Mm-hmm. And then that would then erode all the potential benefits of having a good sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. you know. And then the other one is the menstrual disorders, mm. the menstrual pain, irregular medicines, hormonal imbalances, and then the good old issue of uh, male and female infertility, okay. which continues to be a headache, particularly for our women, mm-hmm. causing a lot of psychological, emotional distress, mm-hmm. and uh, the impact appears to be worsening, particularly on the women.
0: Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. So sexual disorders, mm. uh, menstrual disorders, and then reproductive challenges. Yeah. Why are they of concern? Is it like it's getting bigger? Is it getting more complicated? It, it, well, we at the clinical
1: end, and of course, with a bit of public health concern, are seeing more, mm. which means it is likely a lot more people are developing it, or a lot more people are able to talk about it now, a lot more are able to seek help. Mm-hmm. And so it's good that. We educate a bit more, you mm-hmm. know, knowledge is power, mm-hmm. so that people get to know, okay, what I'm experiencing, this is the potential cause, I need to solve it through A, B or C, mm. so I don't develop the complication
0: D or E, you know. Mm-hmm. Are there any, so do people, do people need to keep having sex with all these challenges? Like Charlie, what's, what's the point? <laughs> you, know, you, you spoke about pain. Yeah. During sexual yeah. encounters. Yeah. So that, that makes it, like, why do I even bother? Mm from where you sit
1: yes yes. so the straightforward answer is an emphatic yes okay yes 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 and yes Mm. because apart from the primary aim which most people may think is for procreation Mm. uh, sexual intimacy has a huge load of health and wellness including psycho-emotional benefits you know and which is why we need to address the pain and the cause of the pain just so that we make the experience holistic pleasurable just so the individuals particularly the women can derive the the benefit for instance good sexual experience when you have good sex mm-hmm. that leads to orgasm mm-hmm. at least two of that a week mm-hmm. has been found through uh, scientific research to even limit the risk of some medical disorders by mm-hmm. 50% sure yes Two times a week. Yes, two times a week. You are Charlie. calling like a prescription. <laughs> you know, and obviously the more the better.
0: People are updating their notes and making
1: You know, and so it has a tendency to boost your immunity. Forgive. You know, and that's how your body is able to stand up to infections mm. and be able to protect itself. Mm. It enhances your mood. Mm. You know, and so. Issues of handling stress become better able, mm-hmm. you, It's a way of slashing your stress wow. And it's a good physical exercise mm-hmm. And for the woman We have found that it helps to Strengthen what we call the pelvic floor You know when women reach a certain age The female hormone we call estrogen Which makes the woman woman Gives them the curves and the things we all admire The level of estrogen begins to go down But during sexual activity The body generates a bit more And that keeps the woman looking younger Mm -hmm. than she actually is, Mm -hmm. and it helps to tone the pelvic floor. So issues of um, uh, urinary incontinence where the woman is not really able to control urine at a certain age, or in some cases the uterus and the vagina begins to prolapse, stick out. These things are minimized. With good adequate quality sexual experience. If you are
0: falling sick a lot, check your <laughs> life. That's the whole story. I'm sure people will say doctors speak more. So pitch, pitch, pitch yes, you, you know. know. Yeah. So um so you, you said something about pain during sexual intercourse mm. and I I guess this is predominantly for the women. Yes. Does it also affect men?
1: Men in a very small minority and okay. they Hardly report it, yes. except it is unbearable. Men don't report anything. Hardly do you just they. Bear you know, they try to bear everything. Exactly, you know. So, in women, so the pain during sexual intercourse is of two main types. Either mm-hmm. the woman would experience the pain in the vagina, mm-hmm. who, so we describe that as superficial, mm-hmm. or she feels the pain in the lower abdomen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so, depending on where the pain is and then the likely causes, those in the vagina are mostly due to some vaginal infections, mm-hmm. you know And so this may come with some vaginal itching or not some unusual vaginal discharge or not some unpleasant vaginal smell mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. Of course women in their menopause have a bit more of dryness in the vagina Which mm-hmm. is related to the estrogen I spoke about mm-hmm. because the estrogen is again what helps the vagina to get well lubricated so mm-hmm. in the menopausal years the levels go down mm-hmm. and so if there is pain we have to find a way of dealing with that just mm-hmm. so they also have good sexual experience to derive the benefits mm-hmm. um, there are mm-hmm. and of course some of our young women have excessively dry vagina mm-hmm. uh-huh. even during sex they are able to lubricate well mm-hmm. and then that makes a sexual experience mm-hmm. unpleasant
0: okay just a quick question around menopause and also adolescence mm. I heard somebody say that because of diet young girls are maturing quicker Mm. but also it could also mean that the onset of menopause also changes yes are there any sort of historical trends we can work with to say on average um puberty sets in much earlier Mm. and menopause comes in much later or earlier is there any information yeah
1: i mean scientifically Mm. so you know the the girl child is born with a preset number of eggs in the ovaries, mm-hmm. so the woman, a little baby girl, comes with about four hundred and fifty thousand to half a million eggs, and then they are all resting until she are attains puberty, mm-hmm. and the puberty is when she starts ovulating. Mm-hmm. So every month, ten to twenty of these eggs begin to develop. Then one of them begins to dominate, we call the dominant one, and then that gets released as an egg. With intention that the body is ready to get pregnant and carry uh-huh. so the remaining go wasted the next month another 10 to 20 begin that journey uh-huh. so that happens throughout the reproductive life mm-hmm. of a woman mm-hmm. and so if now we are seeing our young girls
0: attaining puberty way younger around nine years it means that a lot more eggs are so to finish the eggs earlier. way earlier so the waiting too long to give birth May mean the quality of your eggs may be lower. Quality and the
1: quantity. Mm. Yes. Mm. You know. And ironically, this is also the time we are seeing a lot of the women deferring childbirth Mm. until later
0: on. So, actually, nature and biology is actually saying have kids earlier, if possible. Yes. You can manage it earlier than later. Because you are stronger, the quality of eggs are better. So, you actually have healthier kids. Yeah.
1: And you are healthier as a person to embark on pregnancy. So, the pregnancy journey is a lot healthier. Wow. Now, the longer you wait, like you said, the air quality, the quantity, getting pregnant becomes a challenge. Mm. The pregnancy gets a lot more stormy. All the medical complications, high blood pressure, diabetes, they all complicate the pregnancy. Mm. And the risk of having a baby preterm is higher. The risk of babies forming, not forming well, they all get, they got, they got, get uh, higher. Mm. But so the thing is, the children now are... You know, they, they don't go through so much physical stresses, which is why their bodies are maturing way early. Uh-huh. Typically, we say from bedroom to bathroom to breakfast, air conditioning car to school, quick you up, So the hustle that our our contemporaries and people that are us went through that you have so much to, uh, to strive for to survive you have to wake up go fetch water go to the farm do this so your body your brain is a lot more focused on how to survive than saying oh i'm ready so reproductive function can develop now huh? that's the main reason interesting yeah that's a transition we
0: have to explore this this is the effective living series this is our first week and our guest is dr promise we're talking reproductive and sexual health issues that are emerging we have laid a foundation My first point, you can summarize your first point. Make love, not war. Basically, more sex is good for psychological, sociological, all kinds of reasons. But you also need information. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get into some of the conditions you mentioned. So you said dysmenorrhea, irregular Mm menses. So painful menses, irregular menses, big issue. Can I elaborate a bit on that? So even just before that, Mm -hmm. I forgot to touch on the causes of pain
1: yeah. during sex, Sorry. the second type, which is the yeah. deeper one, yeah. where the pain is felt in the lower abdomen. Yeah, not the abdomen. So that's what we call a deeper dyspareunia. And so, two important causes of that. Mm. One of them is called endometriosis. Mm. Okay? You can try saying that after. Endometriosis. Me. Again. Endometriosis. Good student. Mm. <laughs> endometriosis. So endometriosis, basically, is an abnormal presence of the cells that are supposed to be within the inside of the womb, mm. outside. Oh, uh-huh. So they are programmed to be there, mm-hmm. develop, and get shed during the menstrual period. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, so due to so many... They things, go outside. They develop outside. Endometriosis. Endometriosis. Okay. okay. So they can be found on top of the tube, on top of the ovary, on the body of the uterus. Instead inside. Instead of being exclusively inside here. And that causes pain. It causes pain because these cells are programmed to bleed every month. Oh, my God. So wherever they are, they are going to bleed. And blood irritates the tissues. Mm. So the woman has endometriosis outside. Mm. And so anytime she's developing the menstruum, the blood to flow out, some of it is flowing outside. Sometimes it's even within the wall of the womb. And that Mm -hmm. one is called adenomyosis. Mm. And that's a result of that. Some of the bleeding goes into the muscle Mm. and causes a lot of pain Mm. during the menses. And then these would also cause pain during sexual intercourse because mm-hmm. anytime there's a penetration, the penis is touching the tip of the, the, the mm-hmm. womb we call the cervix. It causes a bit of movement and that causes a lot wow. of pain.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's the second cause. That's, a, that's the let's, second let's cause. Let's deal with dysmenorrhea mm-hmm. and irregular menses. Yeah. Sounds very wild. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so dysmenorrhea basically refers to mm-hmm. pain that is associated with the menstruation. Mm-hmm. And whilst we know that nearly one in two women were found in our sub-Saharan Africa region to have endometriosis, about 48%, dysmenorrhea hmm. can affect nearly 80% of women. Wow. You know, and a lot of women have just grown with a mentality that it's normal to feel pain during your menses. That has a good side so that you don't have them coming to the clinic every month to seek Treatment, but the bad side is that some of the dysmenorrhea is due to very significant medical causes that would need to be addressed mm. earlier rather than mm. later.
0: Mm. For example,
1: endometriosis can cause intense dysmenorrhea. Wow, okay, and the pain here would even start before the, the period begins to flow out, wow. and some of that bleeding accumulates around the ovary here mm-hmm. and forms what we call an ovarian cyst mm. with bleeding inside Wow you know so it becomes like a balloon here each time the woman is having her mensis, some of the blood is accumulating there each time some is accumulating so it begins to form a balloon with old blood and so we call it chocolate cyst because when we tap and drain it out it looks like a chocolate like a, a mellow drink
0: Wow uh-huh. so these things are treatable they are treatable mm. Because
1: if they don't get treated, the endometriosis in particular also has been found to increase the woman's risk of developing ovarian cancer in the future.
0: So not every pain during menses should be. Or let me change the question. If you have pain, check. Yes. Don't, don't assume it's normal. Exactly. Because it could be pointing something. It's good
1: to get checked. What about irregular menses? What's that? So irregular menses refer to the situation where. Either you are not seeing your menses every 28 to 35 days, or you are seeing your menses like twice in a month, Mm. or you are seeing your menses every once in three months, Mm -hmm. or once in six months. Anything that is outside the normal range. Mm. Or the pattern of the bleeding is lasting for way too long Mm. or too little.
0: What's the problem with all of those things you've said?
1: All of those could be telling us that there's a problem with either the ovaries, where your eggs are coming from, and where the female hormones Mm. are produced from. Mm -hmm. So that if a woman does not ovulate, Mm -hmm. you know, when your cycle begins, the the period begins today, that's the beginning of your cycle, if you have a regular 28-day cycle, which majority of women do have, by the 14th day, you're supposed to be releasing the egg. And 14 days after that, once there is no fertilization, you're supposed to see your period. And so anything short of that, or at most by 35 days, would mean that most likely you are not ovulating. And the commonest cause of unovulation is what we call polycystic ovarian syndrome. Oy. Where the woman has so many tiny, tiny cysts. You see these tiny, tiny black things. Mm-hmm. So they are supposed to be there every month, like I said. a number will start growing. The one gets bigger and then releases the egg. But then somebody who has this condition, they are so tiny and plenty. None of them really gets to mature to release the egg, mm. and so you are not ovulating. Mm. And as a result, there's a whole host of hormonal imbalances. And this woman with this type of ovary also begins to produce a lot more of male hormones. Mm. And so these male hormones will cause them to develop acne, cause the woman to have beard. You know, a few days ago I saw a woman who, when she took off the mask, the beard is more than mine. You can wow. you see what I mean? Huh? So a lot of a lot of a male hormone. Male
0: hormone because of some of these because
1: things. of this, and they are a lot more hairy. They have some skin changes, and then they tend to put on weight typically around the trunk. Uh-huh. and then is that treatable so you trace that to something like polycystic, polycystic ovarian uh, syndrome like yes so then what would bring you to treatment most of the time is because they are unable to conceive
0: yes and then you use that to use that, trace that address it, it, it back yes so which means that a lot of this is some of these things are clues to bank deeper problems yes so you don't ignore the sign you don't to talk to somebody because this PCOS for instance also becomes a risk
1: factor for the woman developing diabetes in the future Cancer of the inside of the uterus because if you don't shed it regularly, the thickening piles up mm. and then increase the risk of cancer, and then cholesterol-related problems mm. in the future.
0: Is this the same as female hormonal imbalances or those? Yes, aspects? so
1: it's related to it. Okay. So the, the the leading cause of the hormonal imbalance is the polycystic ovarian syndrome, and it messes up the woman's cycles, mm. reproductive function, including fertility.
0: Okay. Mm. What about vaginal and pelvic infections?
1: So, like we said, the normal vagina has been designed to have acidic pH, to be acidic in nature, <laughs> okay? So, there are certain times in the menstrual cycle where the level of the acid goes down a little bit. But once we are interfering with the vagina, we lose the acidity. And the acidity is maintained by the presence of different types of organisms. So, if you change the acidity or you reduce it, that protection that the acid presence offers is done away with then some of these natural organisms begin to multiply then that becomes a vaginal infection the commonest is the candida we we, we see where there is a whitish milky or cheesy kind of discharge mm. and goes through a lot of itching okay definitely telling us that there's an overgrowth of that type of organism we call candida mm and then the other one it could be the bacteria which are growing and the discharge will now become yellowish and have a very unpleasant smell and the normal vagina has some discharge it is usually colorless to just cloudy nothing thick it doesn't have any smell and it is not so much to wet your underpants anything other than this is suspicious Uh Mm. the thing about them is If we don't get reported and treated early enough, that infection from the vagina goes up, goes inside the uterus, down the tubes, into the pelvis and becomes a pelvic infection. And then in half of women who have that, there may not be any symptoms. But it is damaging your tubes. It's eating up the lining of the tubes, like this carpet. The carpet you see a carpet that gets eroded becomes like a, a bald hair. Uh huh. So the benefits of the hair-like things inside the tube to push the eggs, we lose that benefit. Mm. Then the tube cannot function in helping okay. the woman to conceive.
0: So a lots of very very serious things being spoken about on the Effective Women series. My guest, Dr. Promisefogar from the Ship Healthcare, he is a specialist. Uh, fertility, infertility, and he's helping us to understand some of the emerging issues in sexual and reproductive. But let's come now to what we'll look at as the infertility. Mm. It's a big topic. We have just 10 minutes to go, so let's jump right in. So what are some of the key issues with infertility, men and women? Mm. How do we deal Mm. with them? I mean, so like we said... Infertility basically
1: means that a couple is not able to achieve pregnancy mm-hmm. after they've been together for up to a year. Mm-hmm. But of course, if the woman in that couple is already 35 years, we don't define it based on one year, six months. Just so that by six months, having not been able to conceive, you need to seek help. Let's start looking for the possible causes. Right. And the major issue with infertility is the... Is becoming increasingly associated with a lot of psychological, emotional stress, mm. mostly for the women. Mm. Whilst in effect, every three couples that are suffering infertility, one of them, the problem is solely having to do with the man. Mm. And in fact, we have even seen that nearly one of every two couples is the man. Okay, another one of them, excluding the woman, and the third one is from here, from here, combined causes, right? But the women tend to be at the receiving end of all the psychological, emotional trouble with it. Some research we did recently, the women are hardly even able to go for social gatherings because she said, when we go out, we sit at a table, somebody will say, oh, my child is now in this class, she's going to this school. This person says, I don't have one. I can't see. I come back and I cry. Mm. You know, So social isolation, a lot of depression and, and um Severe depression to the extent that someone even contemplating suicide, uh, and why should that happen? Yeah. Because society has somewhat conferred some kind of cultural diplomatic immunity on the men, mm. so we don't really so talk about half of
0: the cost is probably men. Yes, in the man's case, what are some of the possible reasons why the so
1: are? the male fertility function revolves around the sperm, mm-hmm. so the sperm has to be good in number. Mm-hmm. You know, what the sperm is a living thing inside the semen. The semen is the fluid. Mm-hmm. So every one meal of that fluid must contain at least 20 million of the tadpoles when you look down the microscope. Uh-huh. So some people come and you see and it's very low 2 million 1 million 800 wow that's a low sperm count low sperm count or, mm-hmm. or azo-spermia, zero it's just fluid
0: with no living sperm is that related to heredity or the way they live or how does a person not produce sperm
1: <laughs> i i like how you've put it yes how does it, put it so there are certain causes some may be natural some may be give some infection the young boy had when he was way younger and that those viruses went to destroy the testes Mm. or uh, when some men as a result of lifestyle a lot of alcohol a lot of smoking or they work in a lot of heat environment you know the scrotum is hanging outside the body because the almighty wants the sperms to be formed when the temperature is a little lower than the normal body temperature So if you work in a very heated environment, sitting for so long, long distance driving, or those who work in factories with a lot of heat, or uh, you wear very tight and dark black underpants, which squeezes the thing onto your body. You're just
0: not helping yourself.
1: You're basically, cooking you the need thing more air. exactly so you can manufacture more stress, yeah, you know. Are you listening to me? You know, that's all the causes, mm. and of course, the diet and the stress related mm-hmm. things. Mm. And so, when the couple are unable to conceive, mm. it's important that we see both of them, mm.
0: we investigate the two, yeah. see what the problem is, mm. and there's always a solution. Is there a case where it's just incompatibility? The man produces enough sperm, he has everything. The woman has the regular eggs, but it's like the two of them, something does not getting together. So that is the
1: unexplained infertility where everything appears normal. And then that is when interventions like the in vitro fertilization would come in. Mm. where we put a woman on medication. So instead of just developing one egg, Mm. we have multiple eggs. Then we take the eggs out when they are matured, take the sperm, and then fertilize it together. And it works. To form the pregnancy, yes. So if we have 10, 20 eggs, we fertilize all of them, grow them in a human incubator for three to five days. A few of them may not develop well. The best ones stay there. They will take one, two, or three and put back in the womb. And then she gets pregnant. I have a a
0: colleague who was born like that. yes (laughs) yes <laughs> oh, we have a and lot I of I think f- she's a pretty normal person. Yeah, of course, very much normal. Very much normal. So, so, much yeah. normal. so, so what w- about the women one? We have just a few minutes. So on the male side is the sperm. Yes. But on the women's side, what are the possible On the
1: women's side, then the causes include commonly mm. fibroids. Ooh. Fibroids are the enemy for the, the women. Big and bad. Yes, you know. Some are so big that they virtually occupy the inside of the uterus mm. where the pregnancy is supposed to be. Some put pressure on the tube, mm. and some would just be causing excessive bleeding. Some fight the baby. I, yes, that's if the pregnancy happens to squeeze stuff around there, mm. they, they don't get enough space. Sometimes the baby's coming. If the head unfortunately gets locked there, the head comes like you know, the fibroid is just
0: <laughs> Yes,
1: and then so if it's due to fibroids, some of the fibroids can still. I mean, you can still have some and be able to conceive and have your pregnancy and deliver. Some just make it difficult. So when you come and we do all the investigation, we think that yours is as a result of the fibroid. Then there's a place to remove the fibroids and then the pregnancy comes. The largest other cause in our environment is the tubal factor, where mostly as a result of previous pelvic infection, there has been infections that have damaged the tubes. So the tubes are blocked. And as a result, they can't allow the egg to travel through in order to get the sperm to meet them, fertilize. So tubal factor. A lot of time, like I said, pelvic infections that were not responded. You had it, you didn't get it treated, or somebody had unsafe pregnancy termination when they were way younger. They didn't have any good antibiotic cover. Infection stays there for so long, messes up the tube. Fortunately, some were able to flush it open. Some they do not get open, in which case we need to do the function of the tube by fertilizing the eggs mm. in the laboratory, we call the IVF again.
0: How do people get in touch with you? There's a lot more we could have covered, we don't mm. have time. Mm. How can we get in touch for more of this?
1: Yes, yeah, so mm. at Shape Healthcare, we are Latibio Cushing. It's a, a specialist comprehensive medical center where all these investigations can be done, both male, female, young, old. Mm-hmm. Figure out what the problems are mm-hmm. and then the solution can
0: be preferred. Wow. Yeah. We've been talking about emerging issues in sexual and reproductive health with Dr. Promis Sephoga of SHIP Healthcare, is a consultant, op, gyne, and fertility specialist, and is also a lecturer, senior lecturer at EGMS. And faculty member of the Ghana College of Physicians and Surgeons. Look, there's a lot more to touch on. We don't have enough time. We hope you can join us again for another conversation much later in the year. Thank you for watching. My name is Bernard Avle. We'll be with you next time. Bye bye.